Welcome to the Crack Pots Podcast. I'm Pastor Rebecca. And I'm Pastor Chad. I have a voice again. I have a sick kid. <laughs> yeah, you can keep that nastiness at home. Thank you very much. It's a different illness. And so, yeah. Yes. yes different but you illness. Can, you can still keep that at home. <laughs> yeah. Nobody needs or wants wants that. So No, no. So, so far today has been better. We're introducing <laughs> food again. So... Um, hopefully back to Christina left for the airport. So I'm flying solo with, um, sick kid and hopefully pray, hoping and praying that it doesn't get passed through the rest of the, well, well, actually for the rest of the house. Cause I don't really think Christina wants to be sick on an airplane either. So, right. um, yeah, we'll see how good everybody's immune system is and how good of a share Quinn is. Fun. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, this past weekend, Solomon. Solomon's wisdom. Solomon is a complicated dude. He is. Um, I, but I think I think that's. I mean, they all but, are. It, right. It make it makes it real, right? right. So I, I think they're they're we, characters we, we, with with lots of different. Um, right. So we, off, we often talk here and in other spaces about our seminary experience and seminary breaking down what we refer to as often, often referred to as Sunday school theology. You know, the shiny, happy, happy, joy, joy um, of the Bible where David is slays Goliath and is the greatest king ever. And Solomon builds a temple and is like just this amazing dude. And, you know, Sunday school skips, oh, yeah, David and Bathsheba, and Sunday school skips uh, all the complications with Solomon. And like how um, he comes to the throne, for starters. Yeah, that and slavery and worshiping other other gods. And I mean, lots of wives, but that wasn't uncommon in that time. Um, no, and unfortunately, the wives get the bad rap in terms of, um, you know, they're what caused him to go astray. And it's kind of like, well, first of all, he he was marrying for um, political reasons. Yep. Um, and which meant he was marrying people from, you know, was marrying women from other nations. And shockingly they had other gods. So it's yep. not the fact that they were women that followed other gods that caused the problem. It was, it was just the mere fact that it was, he was bringing in foreign, you know, these influences that God didn't want to be part of um, what they did in terms of how Israel functioned. But, you know, once they started down the King road, it kind of. Well, right. Because it, again, it goes through all. When you're dealing with people, people are flawed, and flawed people in leadership are still flawed people. Um, you know, even even in our. So this this is one of the challenges, like in in the world today, like in our hyper politicized climate, you have to be able to be objective and say, okay, I voted for President X. They missed the mark on this. This they did okay. This they didn't. But we're not. We're not willing to do that. We're not willing to have that conversation and say, um, 
listen, like that was not okay. Right. Um, we're not willing to call out because then we're afraid that we're, I don't, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know why. Cause I don't get it. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think there's the last two administrations that have been a major failure as far as I'm concerned. Um, Pretty much. On a, on a, on on a, a lot, lot of fronts. Front. Yeah. And, and, you know, the right will the right won't admit that Trump was a failure on a lot of fronts and the left won't admit that Biden's a failure on a lot of fronts. Right. Um, well, and, your tribal camps and that's just right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but the reality is we're dealing with flawed people. Right. And Some I, more, I think, more so than others. <laughs> right. And, and I, I think that's, that's the one interesting piece. And again, one of the things I love about the narrative lectionary is it puts you into, you know, into focus on, on well, stories outside of the gospel. Um, and when you dig into those stories deeper than a surface level, you realize, hey, these people are screwed up. Yeah. And it's always interesting to me, the succession, how, you know, um, so David succeeds Saul because God anoints him. Um, and so, but his way in is he winds up having to marry, you know, Saul's daughter become part of the family. So he has some kind of claim to the throne. Uh, and, and it's, it really is when you start getting into, you know, David and Solomon and the other Kings, it's so game of Thrones ish. Um, you know, it's so Bathsheba kind of asserts her, her, okay, you, 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 you done me wrong. Yeah. Um, so here's how you can make up for it. You can make my son Solomon your heir, which he was not next in line to become the king. Um, and Nigel was. And so, of course, once he dies, there's this this struggle then for, well, who really is going to become the next next king? Because Adonijah asks for one of um, David's, I don't know, it was a wife, um, concubine, whatever. And which is a way in which you secure the throne is to marry, you know, to take the wives of the previous previous king. And so Solomon sees that as a threat and kills him. Yep. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> we we shows like Game of Thrones are more biblical in how everything plays out than we want to admit. Oh and, yeah. And and also when they had this that series, I forget History Channel on the Bible. One of the one of the things that most people came back and said, "Oh wow, it's really violent." Yeah. Uh, right. They didn't make this stuff up. It's like it's in scripture. Like it, it it's violent. Yeah. Yeah. Very very violent. Very. Um, yeah. I mean I mean it's just. And again, getting back to Solomon specifically. Um. Yeah, he kind of has like I, I I've I've the interesting thing I think I've always found about the story of Solomon is there's this story that we had for today, for this weekend. That's about all of his wisdom and, 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 and whatnot. And, which is what people will, which, which is what people will attribute to Solomon. Right. But it's almost like from that moment forward, he does a couple of things, you know, he does the, you've got the story of the, the kid, you know, being cut in half or not. Yeah. Um, 
but pretty much the rest of it is all kind of things he doesn't quite all do. He's not using that wisdom, um, right. you know, and, and again, and, and, as and maybe the, the, it, the building of the temple is built on the backs of slaves and he taxes the people ridiculously so that they're extremely burdened um, and can't. Maybe, and maybe that is wise, right? In terms of getting things done, but not, okay, so from an economic standpoint, right? Like if the idea is to acquire wealth and accumulate wealth, using slave labor is is really wise and overtaxing people is really wise. Not biblical. Well, not only is it not biblical, but, but it's also not a good way to run a country because guess what winds up happening? Right. The people rebel. I yep. mean, it it that's that's ultimately what winds up happening because his son, after Solomon dies, Rehoboam takes over. Yep. And, you know, they're kind of trying to counsel him like, um, maybe you don't want to do things the way your dad did it. You know, maybe don't tax people harder. Maybe don't increase slave labor. Right. Um, and his response is, no, I'm going to do my, I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> my dad was a wussy. I'm going to make it worse. Exactly. And so. Jeroboam then like leads this revolt up in the north and they split and they're no longer yep. a United Kingdom from that point forward. Yeah. And well, you know, it's it's often off what what are the things that that we value, right? One of the things that we value in this society is money and ac and accumulation of it. Solomon was good at accumulating. Oh yeah, and building. Again, again, not and again, this is this is where you know tie back to a couple of weeks ago when we talk about you know God didn't want Israel to have a king. This is this why. is why. This is why. This is another perfect example why. And I want I wonder, um, you know, and so another another potential preaching angle could have been about labels, right? So Solomon is got the label as a as wise. Therefore, everything he did was labeled wise, whether it turned out that way or not. Like so much of what he was, what he was, um, of what he accomplished was labeled as wise because he got that label early on. Right. So, how how often do labels that we give people or groups of people stick and are impossible to overcome? Right. You know, it, it it's sad. But, well, it's like know, I, I, I I despised where I went to high school because it was a preschool through 12th grade. So you stayed with your classmates from the time you were five years old until you were 18. And let me tell you, <laughs> what whatever labels I got stuck with as a five or six year old, stuck with me till I was 18. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like those labels that you get in elementary or middle school, they stick. I, yeah. And, you know, by the time I hit middle school, high school, I was not, you know, that same kid in any way, shape or form. And I begged my mother. I was like, just let me go to a different school. Just let me go to a different school because. Fresh start. This, Yeah. I'm like, this does not work for me. 
Um, it was a small school anyway. You know, my graduating class had 85. I mean, not as small as some could have been, but, um, you know, rural Nebraska. Um, yeah, I only had 85 kids in my my grading, my my graduating class. And so, I mean, you all knew each other. You all grew up with each other. You all, you know, started out. And so whoever you were friends with when you were six <laughs> It's probably who you were still friends with when you were 18. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, there was just there was no room for 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 change or movement. Um and it shapes you. And it was kind of it, it was kind of one of those things when I first got a job outside of you know, everybody I went to school with, I started, you know, working at a grocery store in, in Lincoln and started like mixing it up with the Lincoln kids. Um, and it was like a whole new person. Like, it was like, oh, these people don't, you know, don't have that whole background of, of, you know, um, you know, the quiet, shy little, you know, I'm this or I'm that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, from, from then now I I will grant you, I was still kind of quiet and shy because that was just how I was. Um, but I, you know, they, they were willing to give me, you know, a chance. I, I still remember some friends of mine from that job who we were, we were hanging out somewhere some evening. And finally they were like, you know, it took us two weeks to realize you could talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, you know, it was my, it was like that first entrance into the world. You know, I was like, I didn't know anybody. I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know what to do. I've never had to be around big groups of new people. <laughs> that happened to me too. Like it took you two weeks before we realized, oh no, that didn't happen to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> see that happening with you somehow. Um, but no, it was funny. It was like, yeah, we, it took, it took us two weeks to realize you could talk. And I said, yeah, now aren't you sorry you found out it could. Yeah. <laughs> they were like a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those labels, they stick, they, they, whatever you kind of start out with, that's going to be kind of how people are going to know you for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was fortunately for Solomon, that label is wise. Yeah, and not like ruthless slave bastard. Um, you know, <laughs> it, he got he got the luckily for him he got the label of wise. Yeah. Um, and I mean it's definitely a preaching angle because we have it we have it in society today. Um, you look at some of the anti-Semitic stuff that came out. There's been you know bubbling up over the past, especially the past two weeks. Like I, I'm still trying to keep up. Um. You know, the, and a lot of those are old labels oh, that yeah. that have that have just for whatever reason stuck. And but how often is that true? Like it, and it's sad and it's scary. And I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, I, speaking I, I, of that, I mean, they had the, the what was it? There was the overpass in in L.A. that had a group of of anti. Yeah stuff and there was one in jacksonville here so we kind of got a yeah the the florida the florida georgia game i I guess they projected it onto the outside of the stadium um i did i didn't see what um i don't i I did i don't remember what it was what was projected um one of our one of our stewart city commissioners 
um, last week um, posted um, basically on Facebook an invite or an announcement that a meeting was being held to discuss affordable housing and the picture he attached to it was a monkey smoking a cigarette. Really? Yeah. And do I have your attention now? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and then in an interview, apparently I said, oh, well, I, I didn't think anybody would be offended by that. I'm some bullshit. Like, sorry, they, they can't see the look on my face, can they, on a podcast? Uh, I, I, I mean, like, I'm, yeah, sorry, sorry. I forget. You guys can't see the, the, the absolute uh, look of disgust on my face. Like, it, uh, it's, it's beyond appalling. It, it it's it's beyond disgusting, and I, I don't I don't know enough about um about about the the, the guy's campaign. I, I didn't I didn't follow it. You know, Stewart City Commission. We don't vote for that anyway because we're not in the city of Stewart. Don't live in the city of Stewart. Um. My understanding from those who are more who are fairly familiar were not surprised by it, other than it was blatant enough to actually post it where it can be. But then you, know, oh, I didn't mean I didn't mean anything by it. But I mean, come on, seriously, like bull. And the problem is, like a lot of this stuff, you know, too much of this stuff gets gets filtered through those professing professing Christianity as well. And and that and that's where as a, as a as a religious leader, it makes me, it, it just makes me pissed. Like like it, it's those things are not compatible. Um, and and, and right. that is not that is not to say that you or I are perfect. We are not. Well, um, and and I think we need to own the reality though too. While um, absolutely, this is it. It disgusts us, and and we see it as being antithetical to our faith. The history of Christianity does not have a good track record. Correct. Um, correct. The moment it married itself to the Roman Empire, um, it, it that's what it became. You know, yep. that that's that's the form it took, and so for you know. And modern day Christianity, now we say, hey, let's marry it to our government. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. I, right, mean, I know, that's what I mean. That, yeah, it's the it's the exact same thing. It's um our <laughs> what I find ironic about it is everybody, you know, who's part of that is like, oh, well, our founding fathers. I'm like, our founding fathers specifically wanted to end that um whole notion of you you marrying your religion to your um uh your government yep. because they saw the damage it did they saw the harm it caused uh and and the persecutions that were involved and the 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 killing that was done and things like that and it's like and, and you know one of the big problems is okay let's say you do want to set up some kind of christian nation who's who's christianity i mean there there are what 40,000 different denominations in the world yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they all, they all profess a belief in Christ, but Jesus doesn't look the same in all of them. If we're being perfectly no. honest, no, he doesn't. Um, which, which again is one of the problems with church, right? Like we worship Jesus as Christians, followers of Christ. We don't follow the same. We don't 
there are some there are some Christians that I swear do not follow the same Jesus I do. No, I agree. Like I, I get, yeah, same, yeah, well, yeah, it was nailed on the cross and 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 rose. Yes, we will agree on that. And and too often that's where the similarities die. Right. Um, and and that's that's sad and it's it's super confounding. And you, and you wonder why the church is is in decline. That's why. Christianity in America is, is in decline because the Jesus of scripture and the Jesus in the public sphere are not the same Jesus. No, they are not. They're, they're just, not. They're, they are not. And if, if I am a person, um, if you, if you drop me on this planet from another drop, so drop in from another planet and are trying to figure out who Jesus is based on what you see without picking up scripture, you ain't gonna like that dude. Yeah. You're just not. Too often with the Jesus you see in, you know, in the world, um, depicted in the world, mainstream right now, is, is not a Jesus that you would want to follow. Which, which is why I get into ministry, right? Like, because for me, I'm like, no, like, I, I, I saw, so for me, there was a disconnect growing up. I'm like, this, this I don't, I'm not the smartest dude in the world. I, I, I was not a biblical scholar. I'd say I'm still barely a biblical scholar. Um, we leave that to Pastor Rebecca, the scholarly stuff. Um, but, but I mean, like, what I what I got out of Scripture was that, you know, this when I was young, you know, this Jesus, you know, cared for a lot of people, but the Jesus I saw portrayed in in too many faith spheres was was not was not what I what I what I found in Scripture. And what attracted me to scripture. So I just bailed on the church. Right. And then, then Christine's like, we should go to church. I'm like, all right. And we tried it again. And I'm like, ah, oh. we, we found, we found a pastor who it, it made more sense. What I heard and what I saw in that church made more sense <laughs> and aligned more with what I saw Jesus to be in scripture. Yeah, and then know, that disconnect. Maybe you want to go to maybe maybe go to seminary. Yeah. Well, it. <laughs> how either one of us wound up in seminary, I'm still not quite sure. I mean, if you if you want proof that God works in really really weird ways, I mean, I think you and I are both examples of that. <laughs> I, and I and I still I still struggle often. I I literally had a phone conversation earlier today, and I hung up the phone, and I literally said loudly i wouldn't say scream god what the hell are you up to because i don't like sometimes i just like i don't know i don't understand it's weird god's weird god is weird um in in beautiful in beautiful ways i mean i I don't i don't want to say that as like a discouraging thing god is weird in beautiful ways and and often we don't always understand what's going on at the time. It takes some time to process and pray. And you know, both, both, both of us were like seminary. What? No way. Well, okay. Let's, let's take some time and process that clearly, you know, we determined that God weird, weird God thought we should uh, go to seminary. And we did. Um, so God, I, 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 the, the beauty is God works through, through messes. God worked through Solomon. Like, yeah, God worked. God worked through Solomon. Solomon wasn't perfect. 
you know, God works through through David. David wasn't perfect. I mean, you know, God, know, God, Noah. No, I mean, none of them are perfect. With Solomon, you would not have the the Song of so- Solomon and the Song of, or the Song of Songs, however you want to um, yeah. title it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay. Um, and Ecclesiastes. Um, I took a class on Ecclesiastes. It was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. <laughs> that book is weird oh yeah and the professor that taught it was one you would have loved him um i did not um he was one of those people that was just so smart that i sat in class and go dude this is really smart i'm not sure i know where you're at man um like we read uh I think I think for, I think that's the class we read a book by Camus. Um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it was just it was a really trippy class. Is the best I can. Ecclesiastes a, is a weird book. It is a weird book, um, but it also has some little little nuggets that are. Yeah, you wrote a song out of it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Ecclesiastes three is a favorite for funerals yep for everything every time for everything there's a season under the sun um my personal one is you know vanity vanity everything or meaningless meaningless you know the you want to translate it every everything's meaningless and it's like okay um nothing new under the sun um all that kind of stuff it's yeah we did i did a study at my other church we did a we did a study on ecclesiastes Uh, Um, you knock yourself out (laughs) <laughs> you might be doing Bible studies uh, in the not too distant future. Possibly, you can, you can bust out some Ecclesiastes. Yeah, well, you know that's 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 a possibility. Um, it, yeah, <laughs> I'm. You know, I look back on sort of this 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 time period of um israel and i think part of our problem is we look at the fact that you know god had this group of people he wanted to make this a holy nation um so it was a theocracy you know for it was a theocracy from the standpoint of God was supposed to be the king. That's who, you know, you and, and yep. you worship other gods and whatever and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it never, it, it just never, they, they, they never lived into it the way they were supposed to. It was supposed to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we look at this and I can say, you know, there were a lot of good things that God was trying to do it with Israel. Um, from the standpoint of um, justice and equity, didn't want a king, didn't want that system. He didn't want these 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 oppressive ways of living, which is why he didn't want them following other gods. Blah 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 blah. Unfortunately, what then we do as Christians is we go, oh well, we're just supposed to be like 2.0 version of that. Only this time we'll do it right. You know, we'll yep. we'll live into it the way we're supposed to. Only we again don't. <laughs> but that, but and become but, oppressive but, and. But we will. But we. But but. 
Yeah. And Just it, give me one more chance. Yeah. And it's that, it's that whole, we, you know, we, 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 we still become oppressive in our ways in which we try to push certain, you know, um, certain things on, on other people and what we think they, you know, how they should understand how they should, um, how they should live. And it's, it's that hard balance of, you know, this, there are ways that God does want us living as, as people in his community, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but living in a world that has tons of other, um, religions, no religions, et cetera, you know, what, what elements of it do you fight for and say, no, this is what needs to happen. Um, and what elements do you go? No, this is, this is a really bad idea. Uh, if we try to impose this on other people, we humanity's relationship with God is a classic cycle of abuse. It's a classic cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. Say more. Well, I mean, I mean, God is fully committed, right. Mm -hmm. And forgives and forgives and forgives and forgives. And we as humanity just continue to abuse and abuse and abuse and abuse. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am your God. You are my people. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it, it just, it just continues. And, and I, I mean, in, in an abuse cycle, you say God walk, you, you tell the victim to walk away, right? Like you need to walk away. Right. You need to end the relationship. As part of humanity, it's really, I'm not sure I want to. I want to say, "Hey, God, leave, you know, just leave the relationship." But, but the reality is, like that shows how committed God is, and that is not to say that abuse victims should be that committed. I stand by my original statement: in a in a in a human abuse cycle, victims need to leave their abuser. Period. Right. Um, but in 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 this humanity, God victim cycle. It's how how insanely committed God is to humanity, and it and it is beyond human comprehension why God continues in this relationship, given how much humanity has failed keeping our end of the covenant. Like it is beyond comprehension. I'm grateful, but man. We just keep screwing it up. But the interesting thing, like this week, was also Reformation Sunday, right? So we had Solomon, you know, Solomon's wisdom and King Solomon, and then we had Reformation. And ultimately, like Luther saw the church victimizing the people and was like, uh no. Not happening. Like we're 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 not we're not doing that. Yeah. Um well so I, and so it's been 500 years. Do you ever notice if you if you look at churchy trends? So okay, you have Pentecost, first century. Um, about 300 or so. Oh, not quite 400 years later, Rome kind of takes over. Phyllis yeah. Tick Phyllis Tickle wrote a book called The Great Awakening. And highlights, I read the book, unfortunately, I don't remember, I'm not great with dates and history, but basically every 500 years, 
a major event happens right. that, that changes the church. So, so Rome kind of takes over, but in the midst of that, like about a hundred years after Rome takes over, there is a schism yep. um, that most people aren't aware of. It's called the, um, the, the, it was at the council of Chalcedon. And probably the reason I know about it is because I went to Egypt, but that's where the, what's known as the Oriental Orthodox church that includes the Coptic church, Syrian, you know, a lot of those um, more Eastern but not Eastern Orthodox, but, you know, these other, these other kind of random churches that broke away from uh, the, the kind of core Christianity. And then, so that's almost at 500, not, not quite from the, from the birth of Christianity. And then around 1100, you have the East West split the that big schism between the eastern orthodox and the roman catholic yep then in 1500 you have the reformation now here we are in 2000 and we, we celebrated the 500th anniversary of the reformation a few years ago yep and now we've got just something I, Something weird is going on in the church. Let's just put it that way. At least in in America, in the United States, the 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 church is going through, in some cases, a reckoning. Yep. Um, the church is going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. The church is going through some stuff, and none of us are immune from it. I mean, it's not like you can point to one denomination and say they they they're the ones who have their stuff together you know they're, they're the ones that are doing it right um i you know there isn't anytime i get fed up with some of the stuff the lca does i, I go but where am i gonna go <laughs> yeah. you know it's like not that anybody else is really doing it better or um, doesn't have their own problems um that either are essentially the same as ours or worse or do something that's just you know they just have different problems, but they're still problems. Um, <clears throat> and and the reality is that's been how it has been since day one. I mean, you know, Paul was addressing the church as kind of going, yeah, I'm really glad I wasn't, you know, none of y'all were baptized into me because, you know, what what are you doing here? You're you're following this, you're following that, you're, you know, you're you're lifting up these leaders and and you seem yep. to forget what what you're supposed to be focused on. And we do, we get into these denominational little spats and battles and, you know, that kind of stuff. But also within the denominations themselves, I mean, I, I keep holding this up because they're an easy target right now. Um, but, you know, if you, if you look at kind of how the Southern Baptist, you know, convention is having some sort of a reckoning with their... Um, uh, for lack of a better term, let's just call it misogyny, um, the, the sexual abuse, the uh, and and a lot of them are trying to kind of you. What you find is you either have them doubling down, you know, kind of that last gasp of we're going to cling to how how we are and what we've done, um, and also was a a you know, space Southern Baptist Church formed specifically to keep slave 
holders as slaveholders. They wanted, they, you know, that that was one of the primary things is they didn't like the fact that uh, kind of the the early form of of the Baptist Church in America was anti-slavery, and so they formed their own, and that was going to be pro-slavery, and it it really kind of went from there. But if you look at you know, and we like to sh- shoot some shots at evangelicalism and some of the um things they've done there's a there's now a, a documentary out on jerry falwell jr's scandal yeah i saw you saw you post something about that the other day on social media <laughs> i you know on the one hand it's just it's again it's that whole nobody's perfect leader kind of thing but wow i mean just some of the the hypocrisy and and just the power dynamic going on in, you know, when you get to those levels of abuse of power control, um, anything you'll, you'll do and say anything to, to get your way kind of, um, uh, situation. And it's just, it, like I said, those are the easy targets. And then we kind of have to self-reflect a little bit and look back, you know, look at our own ELCA problems, um, yep. our problems with racism, our problems with uh, not being a church that on the one hand claims to be LGBTQI friendly, so to speak. And yet uh, you don't know from one congregation to the next what you're going to how safe they are. For, for that community. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I think we we try to put out there as much as we possibly can that we are one of the safe ones. But you, you can't guarantee that. You know, just because it's got well, LCA in front of it doesn't mean that's a safe congregation. And better it means you have a better chance than some, but Right, right. It's it's a it's a better chance than others, but you know, I hesitate to call it an affirming church church. Um, just because uh, there's a lot of a lot of congregations still that I would say are not not affirming, um, despite being part of the ELCA. And so it, it's kind of one of those things where I just sort of I sit back and I look and I'm like, you know, what are we going through? What what what's 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 got up to here with this? Um, what are the necessary? You know, and if you look at the fact that uh, what, so, so let's use Solomon, Israel, et cetera. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, y'all kind of went and did what I didn't want you to do. So I'm going to let you just sort of self-destruct to, to some degree. And I've got other, other plans for how I'm going to, you know, deal with this. But when you're living in the middle of, you know, something's going on, you know, something's, you know, kind of something's happening and you do sit there and kind of go, okay, so is this kind of another one of those situations where we're sort of being left to just sort of fall apart and then God will build something out of that at some point? Um, Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a distressing time to be a pastor. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's um it's an interesting time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel distressed. I Whew. so my wife would tell me you have to find a feeling word. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> damn, damn counselors. Um, my, my word, my word for, for it is distressing from the, just from the standpoint of there's so much, you know, it's like, it, I, uh, <laughs> it, feel, it feels like there's more, it feels like there's more unknowns. Right. Um, I find, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm sort of excited by that. Because that means there's opportunity and you just have to find the opportunity. And I, I still stand by, you know, in, in, in 2016, I said the church has a tremendous opportunity right now to be the church. Um, I still, I, I still think that this, the, the climate um, in this country is still ripe for the church to be the church. Now, unfortunately, there's there there's a segment of of the church that's driving it in what I firmly, you and I firmly believe, is the wrong direction. Right. Um, but with that being said, I think there's a clear path in the other direction to be the church, and I think. I think there's an excitement to that. Sometimes it's hard to see that in, in a community um, that seems to tend to want to drive the church in the direction that we believe to be off the cliff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think along the way, you know, can we be, can we be the caravan going against the grain that's picking up the people as they are either jump off or are pushed off the, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, that's not where the church needs to go. Right. So I think I think there's an opportunity there that that is kind of exciting. Um, not without challenges and not without sleepless nights. Um <laughs> but I, I just I yeah, I, I just I can't I, believe I have a lot of sleepless nights. Let's put it that way. I can't I can't believe that as stupid as humanity is we can't figure this out and has and as stupid as humanity has always been in terms of of humanity's relationship with god i just i just can't believe that that god can't find a way to work through this too oh and i know we will and, and it's just the question of of what what will what will rise out of the quote ashes yeah. And, and and the process of quote burning down can be rather painful. I think yeah. it's kind of the 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 part, you know, it's well, you know, you and I commented before. We've said, um, why is it when you do the right thing, you don't always see the re quote the rewards of that? You you, you know, things don't always go well when you do the right thing. And I'm like, well, if you look at the prophets, things didn't go well for them either. <laughs> right. And that's and that's part of the reality um yeah. of of sure. the church and and living into that. On that happy note, 
Um, <laughs> we've got um, All Saints coming up this weekend and the story of Naaman. Ooh. Yes. The, the story of God's just asking you to do something simple and you don't want to. <laughs> pride so um yeah. we will talk more about that um next week cool all right can't wait thanks for listening <laughs> bye everybody bye